Hi, my name is Pooj and I am so grateful for your time today. Thank you for tuning into Anchored in Revelation, Episode 8. As the Holy Spirit leads, I'd like to use this platform to share a few teachings I received studying the Word. I hope this blesses, refreshes you and your journey as we unveil the Word of God together. Today I come with a sovereign word. This might be a bit longer than the other podcasts, but please hang in there as this is a necessary word for me, for you, for the church and family of God. The Holy Spirit has been impressing upon my heart for more than a week now on the topic of figs and actually anything related to it, to be honest. In episode 7, I share few facts about fig trees, their growth, their fruit that is called figs, their leaves, and the representation of it all in the Jewish culture. If you have not listened to it, I'd highly encourage you to do so, as that would provide you with better understanding of today's scripture. It's amazing to me how much we miss out on when we limit God, when we limit how God should speak to us. I mean, he's been speaking to me through figs from the Bible. How crazy is that? I pray we don't limit God that we miss out on some solid truths because he was not packaged the way we expected. I hope we're constantly paying attention so we do not miss hearing from God. I pray we don't let the busyness of our life consume us where we fail to make time for God, in turn missing out on hearing him and then complain we don't hear him. I mean, come on, y'all. We do not need a platform to hear from God. And let's change that narrative we have embraced for so long. As mentioned before, today's message is a sobering one, and it comes from Mark 11, verses 12 to 14. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to find out of if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. To understand this, we need to know what happened right before our key scripture. Let me paint the scripture for you. Jesus is at the Mount Olives, which is between Jerusalem and Bethany. Jerusalem, or in Hebrew, Jerusalem. Iru meaning either they will see or they will feel the awe. Shalem meaning completeness or wholeness. And we're familiar with the term shalom. It's the same thing. So when we put the word together, it means they will see the wholeness or will feel the awe of completeness. Bethany, or in Hebrew, Bethania, means house of figs, or in Aramaic, house of affliction. Two contrast places, but quite a significance attached to it. Jerusalem symbolizing divine moments, and Bethany more of our everyday moments. This is the same Bethany Jesus' friends Mary, Martha, and Lazarus lived. This is also believed to be the same Bethany we see in chapter 14 of Mark where Jesus is anointed by a woman with an alabaster jar of a very expensive perfume just days before the crucifixion. 
As we study scripture, we see Jesus connects with people on a deeper level in Bethany. This is important for us to remember as it will help us understand what is to come. As we read the beginning of chapter 11, we see Jesus is at the Mount Olives in between Jerusalem and Bethany. He sends two of his disciples to go ahead of him and get him a colt that Jesus can ride on. This is so the prophecy in Zechariah 9.9 will be fulfilled and also this is a moment to signify that Jesus is their promised Messiah they've been waiting for all these years. Jesus riding on a colt is a representation of king's arrival in peace as opposed to a war waging king arriving on a horse. When the crowd saw Jesus riding on the colt, they began to get loud and shout, praise and sing because people recognized their Messiah. They said out loud, Hosanna, meaning save, and also was an exclamation of praise. In today's terms, we call this Palm Sunday, the Sunday before Easter, the Sunday before crucifixion. So please note, there is a weight to this particular day. This day carried a weight because the people recognized their promised Messiah. The weight here doesn't mean burden, but it means praise, it means celebration, and it also means responsibility. You and I have a weight of responsibility to know our Messiah. Y'all, if we really acknowledge this beautiful, sweet, and sometimes not so sweet weight, we would not live the way we do now. I wonder how many of us have had those moments of recognition, of responsibility that we belong to and serve one true King, our Messiah. But unfortunately, we have limited it to goosebump-filled conferences, teachings, and during worship on Sundays to name a few. While this is not a bad thing, it is an issue when it's limited to only such special occasions. Can I let you in on a revelation? This weight of responsibility is a lifestyle. It's not contained to on Sundays or when we go on mission trips or days that we decide to do a fast. It's a lifestyle where we encounter Jesus daily in every moment declaring that He is our Lord and our Savior. Yes, this also applies to seasoned Christians Christians who have been in the church for 20 plus years. We have to acknowledge Christ as our personal Lord and Savior every day. Only then are we capable of leading a life of transformation. Again, this is not easy, but wait for it. This is where time, discipline, and work comes into play. This is how we recognize the God of Jerusalem is also the same God of Bethany and he's speaking to us in our Bethany moments. Now say you've never encountered these conferences or have a home church so you feel left out and haven't had that moment to recognize and acknowledge your Messiah. Well guess what? Wherever you are today, you can experience him. Whether it's in your car or your dorm or in the kitchen in your PJs, you can invite Jesus, your Messiah, into your lives as the Lord and Savior. Today is the day gifted by our God to lead a lifestyle of holiness. 
In doing so, we become the hands and feet of Jesus. What an honor, you all. As we continue to read our text, we see in verse 11, Jesus entered Jerusalem at the end of it all. But because it was getting late, he went to Bethany with his disciples. So from verse 1 to verse 10, we see Jesus had a triumphal entry. But now the gears are shifting a bit and we sense his disappointment. The disappointment is due to fig tree. As we learned in episode 7, fig tree is no ordinary tree. Unlike many other trees, the fig tree produces fruit twice a year. Once in the spring, closer to Passover or Easter time, which is usually March-April time frame. And then in late fall, around October-November. The spring fig is generally small and not that sweet. The fall fig is usually larger and sweeter. Our scripture portion is during springtime as we will see Jesus celebrating Passover in the coming chapters. In verse 13, we see Jesus seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf. This is the key part. Jesus saw the fig tree's leaves. This prompted him to get closer to the tree to see if it had any fruit. But to his disappointment, Jesus found nothing but leaves. The author Mark goes the extra step to emphasize it was not the season of figs. So what was Jesus tripping about? Obviously, he being the son of God knew it isn't the season for figs. So why did Jesus proceed to go to a fig tree to only be disappointed? Well, I'm glad you asked because to answer this, we would need to understand the properties of a fig tree. I want to slide in once again to please listen to episode 7 if you haven't, and if you have, allow the Holy Spirit to highlight something new to you from it. The reason why the leaves are brought to our attention is because the leaves of a fig tree comes after the fruit, not before. The leaves on the tree indicates that there is a fruit on it. The other thing to keep in mind was, it was time for the first fruits of the year to appear. But what Mark is helping us understand is, it wasn't time for the main harvest, hence not the season for figs. So when Jesus saw this tree not fulfilling his purpose, he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again, verse 14. From a distance, the leaf present on the tree gave a false notion it had something on it. But as he got closer, deeper, it lacked substance, the fruit. The leaf was a covering. It was an excuse to show outwardly, I've got it together. But it lacked substance. I wonder how many times we have put up this front of just the leaves and we think it's okay. We think it's okay because we are praying to God. We think it's okay to have just the leaves and not the fruit because we attend church. We think it's okay to have just the leaves and not the fruit because we read the word of God. But where is the fruit? Why is there leaves present and not fruit in our church today? And I mean this individually and as a collective unit of the body of Christ. Jesus is teaching us today that is not okay. I want us to understand Jesus was speaking particularly to this specific tree, 
not all the fig trees present. He said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again, showing me we are capable of bearing fruit. But the question rises, are we bearing good fruit? It's not okay to read the Bible and get angry after. This is us putting up a leaf to cover the real us instead of living a lifestyle of Christ. It is not okay to go to church and then lack humility and compassion when the service is over. It is not okay to spend money and time with the poor and then dislike our brothers. It is just not okay. What the Holy Spirit is revealing to us is to stop clothing ourselves with leaves in the form of excuses, shame, guilt, false notion of having together. Wake up, church. He doesn't want us to be one of those people who say, Lord, Lord, do you remember I did this in your name? Do you not remember I did this for you, Lord? The Lord will look at us and respond back saying, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Matthew chapter 7, 23. This is a hard word, y'all. But it is from the Bible, and it's not me making this up. We learned previously, fig tree signifies the word of God. The word of God is filled with beautiful layers, and God Almighty desires to reveal those layers and show us His word in a way like never before. This is what helps us bear good fruit in Christ Jesus. Make no mistake, John 15, which I highly recommend you read on your own, states very clearly, no one can bear good fruit apart from Jesus. And we do this because it brings glory to God. I strongly believe the reason why the Holy Spirit has brought this to light is so that we can have that eternal life that John 3.16 talks about. In verse 17 of that same portion, Jesus is saying it's not to condemn, but to save the world through Him. How loving is our Father that He disciplines us to go the right way so He can spend eternity with us. Uh, I just love that. In off-season, fig trees take time to produce their first fruits after planting. Similarly, please do not discredit your hidden time where you're doing your best and you feel like you don't see the fruit yet. Patience, my dear. This is the time of preparation, and it means preparation is in progress. God can mold us better when we are hidden in His loving arms, but in situations that will prune us. This will yield us to bear good fruit in its right time. He allows this to take place so we may emerge at the right time, bringing all glory honor and praise to Him alone. What I believe the Holy Spirit is alerting us from this message, which by the way, there are so many truths, is we will have triumphant moments, moments where we can see so clearly as we stand on mountain top. But God is also reminding us in that valley low, when we are surrounded by disappointment, frustrating negative what-if situations, Let's not forget the triumphal entry Jesus already did in our lives. As a result, in Christ, 
We live a changed, transformed life because it is our lifestyle. I pray we continue to remain in the vine, our Jesus Christ, so He will not look at us and say we may never bear any good fruit. I pray we don't get so hasty in our everyday life where we're more prone to cover behind leaves than take that extra minute to produce fruit. In 2022, I feel like God teaching me the importance of trees and how it weathers through each season. I honestly did not expect to learn this much from fig trees, leaves, their growth and their fruit. But it is a necessary word for such a time as this. I pray we do not pretend to be what we are not spiritually, for this is an offense to God. I pray we are consistent and show up at the altar, especially when we don't feel like it. Because this becomes part of who we are and it creates a flow to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. I pray this blesses you all, and I want to give God, our Revealer, all the glory. Amen.